confident that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Let us join together in the prayer of confession and then take a moment to silently confess the wrong we have done. Let us pray. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remind me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Eternal God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading is Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Hear the word of God. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. May God bless to our understanding this reading from God's word.
Our second scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 14. And Jesus said, Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also had forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to a time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You just heard three different ways of, doing, of saying the Lord's Prayer. The one that we did at the end of the Prayer of the People, the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Matthew. There's no right or wrong way to pray. If you look in the front of your hymnals, there's prayers in the front of your hymnals. There's actually an ecumenical Lord's Prayer. There is no right or wrong way. Some denominations stop, like the Catholicism, they stop when it gets to trespasses. When do they stop? Jesus is asking us to do is just to pray. To have that conversation when we need it most. Not when we need an A on a test or that we need to survive teacher-parent conferences. <laughs> exactly. Or when we pray that we hope we have enough chicken for our chicken dinner or enough green beans or coleslaw. ones that tug at our hearts when a loved one is sick, when a loved one has passed away unexpectedly, when you have no words and you just sit there and you just wish God would take the pain away or comfort the person that is uncomfortable like J.R. that says that there's nothing in the Bible that says God will answer you right away. But what I do know is that when God does answer, God's timing is perfect. And there's a reason why there may have been a time lapse. Or you may get an answer right away. You may have that feeling overpower you knowing that God is standing right beside you. I also believe that if we all pray together in our own time and space, but if we all pray together for the people who need it most, I believe in the power of prayer. We've all heard the stories of people getting well because they have a whole community praying for them. So for all those prayers 
there's a whole book. Actually, there's two books, but I'm going to use the one book. It's called the Book of Psalms. The Book of Psalms are nothing but prayers. It's people who wrote words down talking to God. Even the darkest psalm in the book, Psalm 88. Psalm 88 starts in darkness. The middle of it is darkness. And it ends in darkness. But here's the thing. That person that wrote that psalm could be any one of us when we're going through a bad time and we can't figure out what to do and we're just yelling at God, raising our fists to God, knowing that God will still love us no matter what because we don't know what to do. That's Psalm 88, the darkest psalm in the book. But here's the thing, that person who wrote that psalm still had the relationship to God knowing that he could write any words he wanted and say any words he wanted because he was hurting. And God knew that. And God wrapped his loving arms around that individual. And I believe that with all of my heart, mind, and soul. I believe that. And that conversation that that psalmist had with God in Psalm 88 shows how much faith that individual had. There are times when doubt sneaks into our brains. And we try to fix things all on our own instead of saying, you know what, God needs to be there. I need God by my side. He is my refuge. He is the one. He is my strength. When doubt comes into our minds, that's when evil comes into our minds. That's when the temptations come into our minds. Our doubt saying, okay, you know what, if somebody's really, really sick and doubt comes into our minds, we're like, you know reality in our hearts. In our hearts, I know each and every one of us sitting here today knows that God is in our lives and is active within our lives. But going back to the power of prayer, just think how strong those prayers will be for those who need it most if we pray for those individuals. When I was a member of the Newtown Presbyterian Church, we had a thing called the prayer chain. Now, Newtown Presbyterian Church was a thousand-member church. And if somebody got sick, if somebody was going through a really hard time, if somebody lost a loved one unexpectedly or a, a lifelong husband or wife, they were put on the prayer chain. And these people, I don't know why long, these people just prayed and prayed and prayed. Every night during their nightly prayers or in their morning prayers, they prayed for these confidential. You never really knew who it was. But you just knew what the situation and God knows who we're praying for. God knows who we're praying for. Now I know for several in this congregation this week has been really rough. The last couple weeks have been really rough. But I also want you to know that you have each been being there by yourself. Those that lost a loved one, you were not by yourself. 
those who had somebody in the hospital not bomb yourself. There's no right way or wrong way to pray. It's just having that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is just conversation. You can't say the wrong words. God knows what you're thinking and what you're feeling way before you do. But that doesn't mean God doesn't want that conversation. He does. God wants that conversation. God wants us to pray. God wants us to communicate. God wants us to put everything open to him. Let go, let God, a famous cliche that I'm sure most of you have heard. Let go, let God. You hear in the, the New Testament, you hear Jesus says, lay your heavy burdens on me. We need to start learning, and I'm right there with you. We need to start learning to do that more and more, to lay, to lay, lay all of our burdens on Christ. To share all of our ups and our downs, our joys and our concerns, our, our, our confusion on God. There's no right way or wrong way. I did a sermon on prayer a few years ago, and we talked about the Lord's Prayer. It was on the Lord's Prayer, actually. And we read it backwards. Because, you know, we say the, the Lord's Prayer week after week after week, and we stand there and we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We know the Lord's Prayer by heart. But I wonder if we ever sit there and really think about what we're saying. If we really believe the words that we say with the handwritten prayer that somebody else wrote that we recite week after week after week after week. It's no different than when we do the Apostles' Creed. We stand there and say, uh, I believe in God the Father Almighty, but do we really believe? Do we really know what those words mean for us? My prayer for us is that we continue to follow the teachings that we hear about week after week after week out of this book. That if we need something that we ask, we ask God for the comfort. We ask God to, to be our shield. We ask God to be our refuge. 